0: Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, I am Podcast Poppy, and you are tuned into a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis, starting right now. dude i'm gonna i'm gonna tune in you ready sounds good cool three two and one all right welcome to quarter life crisis today is a special day i have a good and old friend of mine Josh brocklesby he uh we've known each other for what now oh man was it, when was it six four years, 16 17? Yeah, somewhere in there. 17 17 mm-hmm. yeah coached uh 13s at syfl yeah. um Kind of when I started to branch out for some training, we were involved in doing the training with your, mm-hmm. your brother and some you of the know, other athletes crazy. on North Valley's. That's where we trained up there in North Valley's. Now you're currently the JV coach for North Valley's. I am. Yeah. North Valley's football. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get on here and it'll be a blast. And uh, glad to have you on, man. I'm glad you're doing good.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It's cool.
0: Before we get into football, dude, I know this is crazy off topic, but last night was pretty crazy in town.
1: Yeah, I had a feeling that was coming up. Whoa, dude. Wild. Yeah.
0: I, uh, I was, I went out, right. Oh, I went right. out to grab some food. Yeah. I didn't go to that shit. I don't, I don't, that's <laughs> not, that's not my thing. But I went out to get some food and, uh, I wasn't paying attention to what was going on and I got pulled over and they were like, yo, you need to fucking go home right now. And I was like, what are you my talking blood? about? Like my son's in the car. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? And then he kind of explained like what was going on. He's like, "Yeah, there's a mandatory curfew. Like this, that, and the other. Like you know, there's a possible chance of uh, the national guard. Like you need to be in home. It's yeah. a, you know, you could be a, a pretty much you could be detained if you yeah. were out it past basically. like I think it was like eleven or something like that. Yeah. Jesus Christ! They said they um, smashed the windows in city hall, like tagged up some yeah, police department. Pretty
1: beat up. I watched a bunch of it. On some people, on people got on beat the news up. And I mean, I mean that building was just beat up. Oh yeah, and, um, it's know, right like,
0: there on Second Street, right, right yep, downtown.
1: Yep. And then they just kept going down like the street, and they just started smashing in windows on businesses, and you're like, I don't really don't know what that accomplished. Fuck, uh,
0: man, breaks my heart. It's dude.
1: tough too because I think what you get with that, you get you get people who have the right intentions, and then you just get these basically dirtbags that come along with yeah. it and do that, and then, and it then just that ruins the agenda. That the mob place.
0: mentality. Yep. You know, like. You got 2,000 people in the street doing it.
1: Yep. And you're just going to do it. Fuck. And people are pretty much, like, revving you up to do it. You got a guy riding a motorcycle around just telling people to go crazy. And you're going to get people to do dumb stuff.
0: It was wild. I was talking to my buddy, and he's in Oakland. And uh, they, like, raided the Honda dealership and stole like a boatload of cars yeah i don't doubt it construction sites in the city bro they're stealing like bobcats bro <laughs> i
1: was like dude g- a bobcat down the guy
0: <laughs> it's like you know i know like i get it you know there's social injustice and people are pissed but yep. there's no way that that's gonna i mean I, I i was actually recording last night and i was getting frustrated because i see both sides but i'm mm. also like you know Aggressive, like read a fucking book like what was it 68 watts 92 watts 05 riots like no. you know what robbing and looting and stealing and that just doesn't really it it's, doesn't seem to have an impact
1: yeah the looting part's really not going to go anywhere absolutely um, not i feel like it silences a voice i almost feel like i go i saw a post actually that was like at all the different sides and it's actually it's like you can be here which was in the middle and it's like oh i saw that that's fair there's for the four yep. of them. Yeah. Yep. There's like f-
0: four circles, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. And I feel like that's fair because I mean, you can't be one sided on things like that, can't, yeah. you know? Cause you do, I mean, if you, you really branch out and you're like, all right, I do see that side or I also see this side. There's all different lights to it. And honestly, like I waver back and forth right. on how I feel about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's weird. You know, I've had, I had a couple friends like, you know, you know, like, hey you're going to be out there and and uh you know the movement that is trying to be attained of course i support you know you know i grew up in sonoma county being one of the few black men there and you know i've seen it i've seen it face to face Mm -hmm. i work at fedex been in a corporate Mm -hmm. company like i i see it Mm -hmm. you know like i'll sit down at the table with 60 officers through Mm -hmm. fedex all over the country and there's me and one other guy and that one other black guy is like nigerian you know he's like a real black dude Yep. You know, so I see it and I've been faced with it and stuff, but man, that stuff, uh, it just sucks, man. Like when you, when you get so backed into a corner mm-hmm. that you start to retaliate like yep. that, like,
1: and it's I, I don't know why that surprises people,
0: you know, treat someone, treat someone like a caged dog. You, you
1: treat them like crap sooner or later you get a reaction. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter what the situation is. And, I um, agree.
0: And fear too. Like, you know, the people, whether what, you know, obviously there's great cop police officers out there, great authority, great politicians. Mm-hmm. And then there's bad Mm-hmm. But it's like the entity that you're supposed to call on to protect you is the one that you're fighting against. And I said it last night. It's like this. It's this. It's like the dopest gang in the world. Yeah. You know, like they have the. The biggest muscle, they nope. have military and police officers. Like, it's an impenetrable force. Nope. And then if you do get past that force to go try to make a change, it's like a fucking maze of, like, loopholes and regulations and laws and, you yep. know, that stuff. And it's just crazy, man. It just breaks my heart. My heart goes out to the people who are getting hurt. And, yep. the, bi- and sure. the big thing is, you know, a lot of them are people of color. Like, their businesses getting burnt down yeah. and broken into. Yeah, and
1: how about these people just opened up? After all this Corona stuff. Oh man. (laughs) And And they literally had to shut down again last night here
0: on top of how much like, you know, I work at FedEx. We have 450 spots that we work a night. So that's Mm -hmm. 450 businesses that we'll park a trailer at and how many small businesses have crumbled in the last three months due to COVID-19. And then, you know, they just, like you said, they just get to open up and some people, you know, businesses live paycheck to paycheck and now they're getting burnt down Mm -hmm. and Looted and like, fuck, man, Target's getting there. Yeah. <laughs> Target's just yeah, getting the just business. Like, yeah. I don't know why it's Target.
1: I was in there watching that last night. I'm like, well, glass people are gonna have a nice day tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude.
0: Yeah, I bet you there's just glass vendors yeah, that are just like, just oh, sitting there, like, yeah. man, I can't yeah. wait to all these. Businesses. Any car, whoever does the cars, I, I know, like, uh, the glass spot right on Plum, I think it's Plum. Something like that. Uh, I took a, I took my son's mom's car over there and just got it replaced. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, there's like one importer of windshields for Reno. Mm-hmm. There's like a business who has like a monopoly, and they're probably just like perfect, <laughs> best ride, riot, love Dope. riots." Dope. Dope. But anyways, man. Uh, so you know, 2017, we. Uh, I'm glad that you're on here because we really kicked it off when it was came to sports. Yeah, you know, you're probably you're probably more passionate about sports. Uh, than most people that I've met. Usually, people like one angle or another angle. Like you know, some people like the fitness and the physicality or the drive or the X's and O's. But you're literally like you were so rounded. And when we were just coaching thirteen-year-olds, it was it was yeah. uh, it was awesome. So I'm glad that you're on here so I can pick your brain. So
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: Like what you know what what started what started you in football? Oh uh, man, so. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it, it's
1: kind of crazy 'cause um like I didn't my parents didn't really force me into sports. Right. Like wasn't even really a thing. My da- like my dad doesn't watch sports Right. at all. Um my mom barely, if ever. And then um I think it was probably like my grandpa on my mom's side. That's where like all that Nebraska football thing comes from. Right. You guys are like yeah, big were like diehard Nebraska. Nebraska football right. fans. I uh, mean you can't there's like if you ever meet a Nebraska fan, there is no middle, There's right? No, like, Oh, I'm kinda like, it's either you're like diehard or you're not.
0: Well, I went to, we watched film and whose garage was that?
1: Did we watch film uh, that was probably my stepdad's garage. Yeah. See, and like all... he's not even a Nebraska fan and that thing was covered. Yeah. I was like, so. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty funny. But yeah. So like, I think I, I watched a lot of football when I was young with my, uh, my grandpa. Um, but I, it was just kind of like a self thing. You know, I just like loved it. Right. I like watched it and it. Like, it was something that just resonated with me. And uh, my dad was really cool. Like, yeah, he didn't really push me to do it, but he right. was like, do you want to do that? Super and supportive. If, if if I did it. Did. He was super supportive. Like, right. anything I've ever done in my life, it's been like, I got you. Right. So, yeah. that was really cool. And, like, I started playing when I was eight. And, actually, it was a terrible experience. It's one of the worst things I ever did. Football? Yeah. Did terrible. you go flag or did you go? I went tackle right you away. Went tackle right away. Yeah. Right yeah. And uh, I wasn't ready for that. But we were living. I lived up in Tahoe. And in order to play football, you had to travel, like, 30 minutes to the closest place to play. And it was, like, the other side of the lake. Really? And I don't know what it is, but, like, since I was, like, the incline kid and they were North Tahoe kids, it was, like, instant hate. Yeah, you were on the, like, the other side. Other side of the ass. lake, bro. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and then I, like, this coach, and he would literally, like, I've never met an individual. I don't know what was wrong with that guy. He would literally just have his son belittle us. Really? And, like, push it. Like, tell us that, like... He'd be like, his kid would be like, yeah, you're garbage. You're a piece of shit. Like, I was like, I'm eight years old. Yeah. So it was tough. And uh, I didn't <laughs> really want to play. Getting
0: mentally beat up. At yeah, eight, yeah. God.
1: My dad's like, well, no, you got to finish. You got to finish. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So I did. Some adversity. <laughs> and then I stuff. went, like, flag after that for up until middle school. And that was cool because, like, I just love football so much. I'd study it. I played quarterback for that for those flag teams. I was like, damn, we were really good. Right. So when right. it came back around in like, youth, I was like, I want to do that. But, unfortunately, I was uh, six feet tall and about a. 160 yep. they're like yeah you look you're, like a tackle you're gonna go to the line <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that was fun but yeah we're putting pads on that yeah so, so did you start like you you started studying like yeah football at I did a young age? went at
1: a really young age I was that weird kid that like when people were watching cartoons I watched full baseball games really yeah yeah I love Barry Bonds I was obsessed with the Giants I was yeah, like wow. I watch every single one of these baseball games I can't That's, even do that now. That's what's crazy. Like I'll, I did it when I was 8, 9, right. and 10, but I can't do it Not now. Not a lot
0: of people do that, like, you know, myself. Like I didn't I didn't play my first down of football until my fresh freshman
1: year There's in high school. A lot school. of people like that.
0: You know, and I was like I was a hooper play basketball like yeah. everywhere. I'm talking like I was out here in Reno all the time. We go to Vegas. Like yeah. AAU was popping yeah, when I was, was you know, and like from two thousand like five to like two thousand and twelve. Yep.
1: AAU was just I don't know what it's like now, but it was just booming. A little different but it was i remember that being a big deal. Yeah, too. it was
0: huge. And uh I never watched basketball.
1: Okay. Like I
0: never really watched the NBA. I was a I was a player, not a spectator yeah. and a student, you know, and that's that's why I asked like not a lot of maybe it's different now, but not you know, like kids play the sport, but they're not necessarily students of it yet. You know,
1: that that was kind of common with a lot of my friends, too. I remember a lot of the guys I knew that were playing a lot of sports weren't really watching it. Right. You know, and like I watch my brother and like he'll sit down and we'll watch like Nebraska games and watch some NFL and stuff. But like overall, he doesn't really watch it. Now he's a little different because he'll watch endless like YouTube videos on technique and shit. Right, right. He's big into that, but yeah I just I don't know I just I watched everything absolutely mm-hmm. everything and uh,
0: I wish more would like that'd be a huge advantage because when I went to humble um, and I started playing college ball that was one of the biggest things to acclimate to like holy fuck we're mm-hmm. watching a lot of film like Jesus yep. like I remember there'd be guys in the back who have never dipped before, but during spring ball they're dipping because yeah, we're like, it's just like- so a three nice. hour uh film session and we go out and lift weights and then yeah. we come back, do a two hour film session, and we go out and have a three hour practice and then we would change, shower and an hour later go in and have a three hour film of that practice that yeah. day and you're just oh like my God. Oh my God. Fuck this yeah. dude like holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah. So going to go being being a youngster, you started as a student of the game yeah. very soon. So like, For you sure. know, in athletics was it in athletics or outside athletics like who who was that like inspirational card for you i was
1: definitely my dad you this know pops yeah. it was just you're just always seeing like effort and you know it's just a good person um it's just somebody you could look to you know and i don't know just so supportive and just a genuinely good person yeah um it was just easy you know he held me, held me to a high standard too you know, i had great grades Right, pretty much all through even through college, you know, and uh, not I really like a who doesn't have their hiccups. But, you know, <laughs> like I don't know, it was just he didn't have to he wasn't like forced or anything. It never was. It was right. just that like I didn't want to disappoint him.
0: But also, doesn't it, um. it? sounds like, you know, like the comfort level of you're not being forced no. to do something. So yeah. you're passionate behind it. like yeah. You're behind it.
1: No. Yeah, it felt it felt it felt normal yeah just always did um and you know, it's funny because i i think i find my brother on a lot of these things too now it's funny to see the difference between yourself and other people and yeah even my mom's like wow you were a really easy child i'm like yeah <laughs> it wasn't complicated yeah yeah it wasn't perfect but you don't need to know about everything else, yeah so it's all good. yeah yeah we'll keep that on the low yeah. we'll
0: keep that on the low yeah my dad was like that he was a uh, he kind of exposed me to a lot of, kind of like that he exposed me to a lot of sports and at a young age i I picked basketball, you know, I was like, this is, I love this sport. And once I, he saw that I made a commitment and I was passionate about it, then he started to really push me, you know? Um, but not, that's not how it usually goes. A lot of times it's opposite people get, you know, we'll, we'll probably, we're going to get into parents in a little bit (laughs) now. Um, when was it like, you know, when did it spark? Like you were going to be a coach. It's because uh... like you, well, I walked in the first day yeah. and I was pretty fresh out of college athletics and I was like, you know, I kind of thought I was King Tut of fuck mountain. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll come in here. And I was like, damn, this motherfucker really knows his shit. Like yeah. I, you know, I learned a lot coaching
1: 13 year olds, you know? So when did that, when did that kind of flip? It's kind of funny. Cause I, even now I still like, God, I don't feel like I know anything. I meet these guys and I'm just like, shit. I don't know anything, do I? You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, but I'd probably say, hmm, there's a funny part. Like when I was a really young kid, I remember remember like my, somebody, I don't know, I think it was some relative, like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to be a college football coach when I get older. Yeah, and yeah. I must have been like 10 and I wasn't <laughs> even serious. People are like firemen, yeah, cowboy, yeah, yeah. you're like, exactly. I'm going to coach Nebraska. And, but I didn't really, I really wasn't serious about any of that. And I remember right. being in high school, my high school football coach was once told me, you're going to be a really good high school football coach once. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't right. want to do that. That sounds terrible. And uh, he actually gave me a scholarship. It was an academic one. Like, everybody, whoever on the team had really good grades and stuff, they'd give that to you. And then he also set me up to be team manager at UNR. And I, uh, I didn't take that. Uh, was this for football or for basketball? That was for football.
0: Team manager for the football for, team.
1: For, yes, to do, to, you know, not not – Basically, you get started. Basic, probably washing jerseys. Yeah, yeah. You're doing but you just get work, in the door, and yeah. then that leads to other things. And but I just, I don't know. Pro- you know and I've I'm seen dumb. team
0: manager get super like you're close with athletes. Like yeah, you're with athletes. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think I, I don't know. I just wasn't what I wanted to do then. Went a different route. That's probably a big regret. I was gonna say now that you're so now that I'm doing golf's. Like, do you, yeah. But I I don't think it would ever ended up that way because what really happened was. You know, I went and did my own thing and went to school and graduated um, and, and you during that. At? What's that? Where'd you go? I went to UNR. UNR, right. Yeah, got a history degree. <laughs> history degree? They got. Yeah. I got about four years into it and I was like, you know, I need to figure something out. I'm yeah. good at writing and uh, these math classes aren't doing it for me. So <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and get on out of here. Yep. Now that's hilarious because I'm back and I'm working on my master's and I'm like, oh God, this is, this is a lot of work. But you're you're in the middle of doing your master's right yeah, now? Yeah, trying to get secondary education and go back and be a teacher. So
0: are you still working at where you were working before? Uh, I am
1: not. Um shortly after that season, yeah. actually, uh, they downsized and they cut about half of us. Really? Yeah. And that's what kind of sparked this too. And I was like, you know, my dad's like, hey, you know, come over and work for me, which I'm still helping him out with mm-hmm. stuff and um but he's like, you know, what do you want to do? And um I was like, Well, I like this, you know, I like this coaching thing and I like being around these kids and mm-hmm. teaching seems natural to me. He's like, well, you know, do you want, want to be a teacher? I'm like, I'm sure. So yeah. <laughs> we just,
0: well, we I just started on it. I yeah. remember the whole season. Like I remember we'd be watching drills and we'd be standing next to each other and you would just kind of like start voicing your manifest like, I'm going to fucking, uh, you thought it was going to be freshman. You're like, I'm going to coach this fucking freshman yeah. team at North valleys. I'm going to get this team. Yep. And I remember like, you know, if I didn't move away, you were like, you know, what are your plans? What are you yeah, doing? Yeah. You're like, cause I, cause I'm going in there yeah. You know, and you ended up
1: getting the JV I, job. I, was I, it
0: the next season?
1: Or? <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'll finish this real quick and I'll say, I got into these kids by, um, honestly, just, I took my brother to practice one day. He was, uh, Greg, just mm-hmm. was the next door neighbor to my Fucking to my mom Greg. and was like talked them into having my brother come out and play, and uh, I I uh, took him to practice first day and they had like one guy out there it was him Greg and like one other guy and there was like you know thirty kids and mm. it was a nightmare and mm. I'm like hey man do you want some help and I just ran him through these are like sure and I ran him through some drills and by the end of the practice he's like hey do you want to coach that's it and i'm like uh i don't know i'm gonna have to think about it yeah yeah and uh, i've been doing it every day since then yeah. so it's kind of crazy it just happened almost on accident um and yeah when we got to that last year i honestly was like i'm just gonna walk into that school and be yeah. like hey i want to coach this team and i'll be damned if that's not what i did Hell so yeah, dude. yeah. <laughs> i
0: mean i'm excited to, to hear that story now you got your uh who i i fucking absolutely love and adore your little brother, yeah. Your Skinkin. little brother's a bad motherfucker, dude. Yeah. Like he's a pretty, he's a pretty bad little white boy, to be <laughs> honest with you. You know, I was impressed, especially because he was running with uh, like you know the Toros yeah, and all those yeah. cats. You know, he mm-hmm. had those, and Toros a little rough rider. You know, yeah. like completely yep. cultural clash, it's the but
1: exact opposite. Yeah, Aaron type was of about dude. it, dude. You know, and, and, and uh, make so little. Uh,
0: your little brother, just in the year that I coached with you, and then we had a little extension when I was training him one on one, and then mm-hmm. we brought in a couple other extras. But I don't know if I want to use the word like protege,
1: but like you know, that's like your that's like your guy. Yeah, um, yeah, that protege word's funny because I think when when we use that, people are like, "Oh, you you make him do that, you force him to do that." Right. And I think my own my own mom thinks that uh, I use my brother as a tool.
0: Which is farthest from the truth?
1: Yeah, it's really—it's not even close. Um, <laughs> probably because when I when I make him work out really hard, the first person he kind of goes to is my mom. Like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm tired, and she my, takes that as, oh, you're you're just beating him into the ground, and he doesn't want to do it. My it's knees. Like, yeah. It couldn't be far from truth. Like the kid hasn't missed a practice or a lift now, and <laughs> well, I think he had the flu. Yeah. Once now in the, like the last three years and throwing up and he couldn't go. I mean, that's well, cool.
0: I mean, I don't want to. Well, his fucking dad will never listen to this, but who was the quarterback? I forget his name. Tall guy. Um, Zyler. Zyler. Yeah. His dad was like, he was very adamant that that was the case on the team. Yeah. That, like, you know, that yeah. Aaron was like the favorite. When really, like, I was on ground level, Aaron was harder on himself than you were on him. And you were pretty hard on him.
1: Like, yeah, I've always been really hard on Aaron, and I don't know, you know, and maybe people don't see that quite. But man, like I like am meticula- I'm meticulous. Jesus, I can't speak. Meticulous. I'm on him all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really let him slide a whole lot. But he embraces it. But he does. I think he, that's why he, he's ahead the of the game. The, it's it's kind of who he is as a person. It's uh, sometimes I've like I've created a monster in some ways because right. it's like obsessive. Like the other day we 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 were working out and I'm like we gotta we gotta go to the field and he's like no I I haven't finished these these sets of sit ups and I'm mm-hmm. like dude I want to go to the field now I'm tired yeah. of doing this. He came back and did them when we came back, and it's like you know I can't I can't miss these. I'm like, I don't think it matters, man. You just worked out for like two hours. I yeah, dude, his work
0: okay. ethic is, <laughs> and it's dude it, it sets people it sets people ahead, especially because I mean now that you're coaching high school and you've you know you know enough about the college level, like a lot of places will take a good player with a f- psycho work ethic. Yeah. And discipline over a phenomenal athlete mm-hmm. You know what I mean Because the programs are so good now Like that's why I think that's what That's why I latched on to your brother So quickly mm-hmm. Because I was very similar to you When I got to practice Like you know If you're going to be here I'm going to push you Yep And he just Like it's so easy to be hard on Aaron Because He'll take it He'll take it yep. he, You know like When we were working out at uh, 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 Regulus mm-hmm. at, at that CrossFit gym And mm-hmm. I was training him one on one He would train a certain way with me Yep. And then when you walked in that door, he would train a different, different way. way. Yeah, And then when we were over at fast and you were there and then three players show up, he would train a different way. Like that full is always down to elevate his game mm-hmm. and his work ethic. You know like he will he's ruthless. Yep. And he was like well, how old was he when I
1: was working with him? 13, uh, 12, 13? Yeah, 12, 13 somewhere in there.
0: He was a youngster, dude, yeah. with the mentality of what I saw a lot of of college athletes, which sets people aside cuz there's great athletes. Yeah. But an athlete who can't get their shit kicked in by mm-hmm. a fucking coach and eat it, yeah. take it on the chin and go out and run the next play. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a that's important. There was a couple times where we beat up on him. Yeah, where he was kind of hanging his head.
1: He'll do that. He um, gets on himself, and yeah, that's half the process. And We've worked through that. That oh man, there's been years. You know, there was a playoff game when he was like, I think it was a year before you coached with us, um, and he uh, he dropped two touchdown passes in a playoff game, and we lost on the last play of the game. Oof. And I don't think he got over it for about a month. And you're like, this is like an 11 year old kid. Yeah, you know, and he still we work through a lot of that stuff, but he'll do that, still do that. Right, you right. know what I mean? He'll think drop two the, balls in practice, and it's think like, about the previous you know, play. he's just walking around like, you know, he punched he's, his mom or something. He's just or got
0: like, heart, dude. Like, I remember down. he would get so mad at himself about his knees. Yeah. I'm like, dog, you're 12 years old. You're going through a fucking growth spurt. Like, chill. He's like, mom, we go out in training and be like, we need to cut the session short. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like, my knees, like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, you're 12 years old, yeah. bro. Like, you're growing. Your knees yeah. are... You're going to uh, to hurt. No. Yeah, it's
1: not. It's it's. He's continued that way. Now, you know, I try to get good guys to work with him. You know, like players, because the elevation things is for, is for sure the harder the better guy I bring in. He wants to be better than that guy, right? You know, and now it's just all offense. Like I can't get the kid to play defense. Anymore. You don't want to play DBL. It's DB a though. joke. I put him at corner and he could burn over and over. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like I don't really. want to play I'm like, yeah, no kidding.
0: Yeah, he wants a sharpie in his sock inside <laughs> yeah. of football in the end yep. zone. That's what he wants.
1: Yep. And it's tough because I think when you get to this age, too, and I'm experiencing this with a lot of these guys, it's they're looking for ways to elevate their game, and it's not always the good way to elevate their game. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, the flash. When they and start trying to figure out if they can find steroids and if they can all sorts of stuff like that. And no. You know, man, you you'll hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see any of it, but. Um, I think that the pressure in certain situations for some of them causes that. That's crazy that it's down to the high school level.
0: Yeah. Because I remember in the locker room in Humboldt, people were like, are people on steroids? I was like, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and there's some people who do it correctly, you know, like Lyman. Yeah. A lot of linemen are not necessarily on like a straightforward anabolic steroid, but right. they're on some type Something. of supplement just due to their fucking health. Yep. You know, like walking around. One the contact, two how you beat up your body, three you're working out six seven days a week mm-hmm. on top of the full contact. But it's the health too. Like I would have linemen who would, they were taking steroids just because they were 320 pounds. Mm-hmm. Their bodies are just like that's a lot to carry around. You know you see linemen who get out of the game and within a year they're like yep. f- slim down because their body it just beats up your body. Yep, it's crazy.
1: I've talked to a lot of these kids off that ledge. Uh, <laughs> I think it's you show them. What happens when you work at a different level and they kind of get it? Hmm. You know, bad training doesn't yield results. Right. And I think a lot of them think that that's like the end all be all. But right. You put them in a gym and work them out a little different, more times a week, heavier, you get those results. Right, like, exactly. Okay, I don't. I don't need this.
0: Yeah. Consistency can be just as effective as a yeah. needle and for sure. That's the biggest thing
1: that you, if the hardest thing to, I'd say, with the high school athlete. Is consistency. Right. You know, they want the I work out once or twice a week and I want results and you're like hang out with my friends. It's not happening, man.
0: I wanna hang out I wanna hang out in the courtyard or whatever right after school. It's like, no, like the second that
1: bell rings, you need to get your fucking ass a locker room. Yeah, you know. kids that are like, you know, I had a top ramen today. I'm like What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Half the North valleys though, man. That's tough. Eating hot pockets That's, and shit. Yeah. I mean, I might be happy if they ate hot pockets, <laughs> <laughs> it has some protein yeah. and some calories in it instead of that, that top ramen that I don't even think has more than like five calories.
0: Yeah. Now, when I was, a, when I was growing up, my dad, um, never, he was my assistant coach for two years on a basketball team. Um, but my entire career in athletics, I played basketball since I was God knows what age, you know, high school, college football, boxed, never my coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both like, um, we had a killer relationship, though, and it worked out for us perfectly. Like, we never argued. I would always take his advice. Mm-hmm. He was one of the most brilliant basketball coaches that that I've met yeah. to date, you know. Um, but I was such a, like an emotional Invested, aggressive, passionate player mm. that uh, we wanted to avoid that father-son yeah, like coacher relationship. Now, obviously, Aaron's not your son, yeah, but you know he's your little brother. Like, like you know, have you have you guys run into any of that stuff? Like. Yeah. Or like advice, like, you know, there's a lot of dads out there. There's a lot of relationships that are ruined or great athletes who lose their potential because they're running into a wall because of that relationship. You
1: yeah. Know, it's what? not easy. Um, I think a lot of people don't see a lot of it too. You know, home. It's a little bit different. Right. And he, like the kid still lives with me. <laughs> right. So yeah, we're, when, you, when we're I saw that in your notes, brothers, like, oh, you shit. Know, Like we see each other constantly all the time. Right. Um, so I let him have the space best I can.
0: <laughs> now in, in your mind, but, like how do you, cause he's too young to, to process it and right. try to build that relationship. Yeah. Like how do you, how do you approach it to make sure that you don't, you know, jeopardize that relationship?
1: You know, it's like a learning experience for me too. Um, it's kind of weird. Like I don't have a kid, but I feel like I've had one. Kind of. Since right. It's like, I've been basically, you know, pseudo raising the kid since he was, Very young. I think I asked
0: you like the second practice. I was like, is that your son?
1: Yeah, that's what (laughs) most people think. I mean, it's a 15 year gap, but so, I mean, it's realistic, but, um, he just, it's, it's a weird relationship because it is kind of like a, a father son relationship, Mm -hmm. but it's not because we don't talk to each other like that. We talk to each other like brothers. Um, I think so up until this year when he played varsity, I've coached him every single year. Mm -hmm. in every single sport like even basketball right not because i'm like obsessive and i need to be around it but because it's just kind of how it worked out you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and i was there and probably was the best option right um now
0: well shit you pulled me into basketball yeah you were like yeah the i think it was it was going to be fucking like
1: Greg. Yeah. And you were like, dude. Yeah, I need somebody. We should coach is, this what's what's basketball going team. Some basketball. It, 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 oh, man, that's how you sports is. And that's this is why you get some wild results from you sports. Because some of the people doing it are just.
0: Well, I remember I, who did we go play and we lost. I think it was like our first or second game. And fucking Greg lost his shit <laughs> and was like saying things to these kids that I was like, you know, I was I was new. Yeah. But I remember I think I pulled you and Lex aside and I was like, "Yo, this I'm not cool with this. Like, this yeah. is crazy." He's like, "You fucking retards and <laughs> what the fuck you guys are fucking losers. We're not fucking losers." And I'm like, "I'm all down about failure," but I was like,
1: yeah. "Whoa, the, bro, the, like, Little chill, harsh. Greg, yeah." And sometimes I think that's a buildup of so many years. Man, coaching coaching out there was tough because you could do everything and and work your ass off and still like win three games Oof. if you were lucky because. The talent level of some of these teams was just right. ridiculous. Well, dude, we put the work in. We got you fucked do, up any, all season. I tell you what. um, Yeah, that was a tough year. That was, that was a, a tough, tough year. year. <laughs> that last year was a tough year. The year before that, we were in the semifinals. Right. And um, it well, came down to that team's better in the second half. By the way, that team that we lost in the second half, three of four of them just played in the secondary on the state title winning three-eight team. So that's how good that team is. Really? Yeah, that's friendly. They're – uh. Yeah, they were bad. It's a very talented group of kids that I've never beat. I've mm-hmm. played them very close the last couple of years, but they are um they're a special group. It's very much the same way cuz I went to All-Stars and I coached with their head coach and you start seeing you're like, "Oh, this is why yeah. like, that guy that guy was good. Mm-hmm. He Knows what he was doing." Um and he same kind of thing. You know, I think I think when you're coaching youth sports, especially the the young young ones, it's all just about getting them ready. It's the mental training, right. it's the toughness. And that's what I'm seeing now from those kids that played with us they're just they're just they know they're gonna win they're they're ready to go and they're they're very hard to get off that and the kids above them and the kids that haven't really been with us are very much like oh we got scored on this game's over
0: right right Yeah. yeah that was that's literally like the next thing i wanted to talk about was like how youth sports has uh you know changed like uh you know when i was younger there were losers yeah you know like my dad made it very clear you just lost that fucking game. You're a loser now. You're not playing in an hour and a half in the next game because you lost. Not you as a human being are a loser, Mm -hmm. but the actions that you just took in the last hour, you have lost, you know? And I've, like, you know, we kind of uh, saw it a little bit, but, you know, it seems very... I could be wrong, but it seems a little softer.
1: Oh, it is. It's it's far more soft. You know, like, (laughs) holy shit. I, I don't... There was a lot of parents that didn't agree with our, the way we went about it. And I don't feel like we were really that Not, crazy, nah. you know what I mean? But it, it, it wasn't participation ribbon you yeah. know, day and, and our kids didn't want that either. You know, I got lucky cause actually, I coached youth football this last year on top of coaching at the oh, really? high school. Yeah, what age? It was exhausting. And I ended up picking up a, uh, It was like 10th graders, but my team was full of 9th graders for kids who didn't play. And Mm -hmm. um, I only had about 17 players, and I didn't have one day where they all showed up. So it was one of the most—it was probably the worst experience I've ever had with youth sports. And it really made me have appreciation for those teams we had because I was like, man, you actually had some decent parents like some decent kids. like Those kids were bought in, and I couldn't get these kids to do anything. And the result was— you, exactly what you expect. Do you
0: think it's? Do you think it's uh, like a big uh, factor in it? Is parents?
1: That's the biggest factor. It has to be. It's right? the biggest factor. You know, and we're only talking this group. So they're they were nine and ten, and the high school guys I have right now, they're about sixteen. Right. That's only. That's a very small gap, and mm-hmm. there's a big difference. Big difference. There's yeah. a big difference. Like it is soft. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. You know, I got yelled at for. I was very. I, not even close to the way I used to be. You know what I mean? I was very soft on these guys because I couldn't get them to do anything. And they just, the absolute lack of discipline was insane. Right. You could have ran these kids for an hour and a half in a practice and they'd have come back and done the same thing that they got them running the day before. You were like... Yeah. So basically, in my opinion, that's probably no reinforcement at home.
0: It it must be. I agree with that 100% because even when we were coaching SYFL, you know, how many times did... Kids show up 20, 30 minutes late to yep. practice, yep. 45 minutes late. And it's like, you know, and these and uh, and they're 12, 13.
1: Yep. And I'm looking at the parents like, what the fuck? Yeah. You, what are you going to do? You get you can get mad at the kid because you're trying to teach the kid morals. I mean, that's just basically what you're doing. In sports. But at the end of the day, what are you going to be like? you know hey john if you don't show up again on time you know i'm gonna run you all practice kids like i don't drive myself to practice what am i supposed to do
0: and it's like i think it's instilling like whether they like it or not those are the things that they see Well, we'll show up when we show up yeah well being punctuality is not important no you know like or just things that fall to the wayside like you know i don't give a fuck what anyone says those first 20 minutes when we're stretching and Engaging our players and talking to them and checking on their bodies and seeing how everything's going before we start up That's some of the most important times of practice. It
1: drives me nuts when kids miss warm-ups and then they're just like jump in jump in Yeah, man You you are risking yourself and then if you're hurt, then it hurts the team. I'm like this is a bigger deal Than you think it is
0: and then we would we I think we saw like you know, I don't mean to bag on the the group that we had but we definitely had some undisciplined parents oh, on sure. that group You're <laughs> you know which was we had some kids who were in some bad circumstances you know like we had toro toro's mother was in probably by far the worst circumstances and adversities that i've seen and toro's there every day
1: yeah every day and you know all
0: time the only time he wasn't there was when he would get in trouble at school and he wasn't allowed to practice yeah. and his mom was like Absolutely not, which I agreed with 100%. Yeah. But it was weird. Like, I remember seeing, then we would start to see lack of discipline in practices. Mm-hmm. And then I remember there's a couple prices where we're like, get on the fucking line. Like, yeah. that's fine. We'll beat the shit out of yeah. you guys. And, we'll c-. and the parents are like,
1: oh, my baby, like, they're so tired. I'm yeah, like, you know, I don't even want- I don't even want to name names. Yeah, I was you know, going what what to
0: watch this podcast blow up. Watch my podcast line blow up. And yeah, people are like, fuck you, bro. Yeah, you, you. <laughs> I know what you're talking about.
1: But no, I remember this one was great. And it made me just, it just blew my mind. It was a kid. He didn't, he wasn't there the day before. And um, I remember what we got in trouble for what it was. But she came up to me and she's like, I don't think he should run because he didn't have anything to do with that. Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like,
0: get the literal fuck out so of here.
1: You just want me to like sit them on the sideline because you yeah. missed practice. Yeah. You you, you missed practice, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't get in trouble. I, Good Lord. I, I, don't, I don't some stuff like that. that and then I don't even connect, I can't even give just that because it, it was way worse than than, it, than I make right. it sound because I remember at the time being like you you can't even be like serious right now.
0: And the discipline and the accountability rubs off rubs off on the kids it is it very yeah you know what i mean it's it's a it's a direct correlation and the worst thing that i've seen like you know the biggest time i saw it was in um in college when there was good players who didn't really have any accountability not a lot of discipline and then they're thrown into a situation where they're in a good program or they have a coach or a system that's holds a high standard and holds people accountable and they crumble Yep. You know, great talent. You know, I think that's that that worries me as, as a dad. You know, my kid's only two and a half. Yeah. But, like, you know, I've seen a lot of kids that just crumble as they go to the next level because there's no accountability. You know, yep. like, this whole, like, hey, get a participation trophy and just get out there and have fun. Like, that's dope for, like, fifth, sixth grade. And yeah, make think.
1: them want to play when they're, like, yeah. know, tiny little kids.
0: Yeah, but, like, if you're going to go do something, because, you know, like, some people think of in youth sports, they think of it just as a recreational activity. Yeah. I personally believe it's a huge building block and foundation for your discipline in your everyday life. Like if you're extremely disciplined and punctual and you hold yourself accountable in athletics, I can guarantee you that's going to translate into the workforce, oh, yeah. into your relationships, mm-hmm. into everything, education, yep. you know, and parents are just like, Oh, they're just having, they're just having fun. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I fucking mean, hate it's that. It's done shit. amazing things for my brother. Cause I, school wouldn't have made him like this. Because the accountability at school is terrible. Really? It's disgusting. Dude. You know, when you get the own teachers, I get teachers because obviously I talk to them a lot and they complain about it. Mm. And you're just like, because they don't get backed up by, you know, the school itself or the district or any of it. Right. So you're not learning it there. Yeah. So you got to learn it somewhere.
0: Isn't that weird though? Like, we live in a capitalist society. So everything is measured, mm-hmm. right? We set a bar and we measure the bar. If you're above, you're awesome. If you're right there, you're average Joe. If you're below, you're a failure. Mm -hmm. But then there's no accountability in in teaching people on what that feels like. Like, you know, like, oh, I don't want to hurt his feelings. But it's like, all right, cool. Well, he's going to go to his job and he's going to show up three days late. They're going to fucking fire him and they're literally going to have no remorse because it's money. And they're going to be like, fuck you. Get out of here, you loser. Yep. And then they're going to. Oh my, what's <laughs> happening? Know, like my self-esteem and, and blah, my blah, blah, identity blah. issues. And it's yeah. like, fuck, I'm a very pro failure. It's like, you, maybe like, maybe I'm a little too aggressive, but like, you know, with your, with your brother, dude, we would work one-on-one when you're out there and we're out on the field. Like how many times? Yeah. You,
1: you got to fail. Yeah. How many times? You t- got to be able to fail so you have that to. in the moment you can raise yourself up and do it again and and, and succeed. Right. And, we see it every year. We get these kids, new kids come out. Mm-hmm. And um, man, it's like one thing will trigger them, and they're like, we're leaving practice. And quit. Quitting. Quitting. Done. Done. Forever. Quitting. Unless you like, you know, and usually we hunt these kids down. And right. We're like, you know, you have a talk with them. And um, Didn't re- we because do because that nobody's to some we never done that their entire life. And so now they're 16 years old, and they don't, they can't even take one word of criticism. Right. None. You know, and these other kids, I can just mollywhack on them. And you know, like I don't sit here and criticize the kids. I'm not a yeller. Right. Never been a yeller. Um, That's what you had me for, first. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I always get. I like to get a coach that yells because it's just not my thing. Right. But I am, you know, I'm I'm high expectation. Right. And um, I just.
0: But yeah, they they just quit. They yeah, drop and quit. I just can't believe. I that. remember I was taking notes after you sent me your email before you came over and i uh, I definitely wanted to bring this up because I you know like um it was that park that's like i can't remember where it's at it's up it's like a massive park and has a ton of soccer fields and oh, we went yeah, out there yeah, a couple of like times
1: valley's regional area
0: and uh I remember me and your brother it probably took us three workouts to get past the first three steps of his route, yeah, and that's like all we would work on, yeah. and he'd go two steps a make like, wrong three wrong do it again didn't look right didn't look the same like every single one should look the same and then you know he got frustrated and it was the like he probably would have got it elsewhere but it was the you need to find another way to be successful yep right like that way's not working and a lot of kids now are just like oh well okay quit Yep. walk away from it try something new Mm -hmm. instead of try a different way way to be successful yep you know and that's why like you know, you see some people that that flourish, and they're like, "Oh man, they're so tough, and they're so they're they're grit and stuff like that." Which they are, but they're just, you know, that they've experienced failure, out. yeah. So they don't accept it like mm-hmm. other people. Yep. Okay, I failed right there, but I didn't. I'm not a failure. I failed on that attempt. Yep. Come back again. Let's let's run it again. Run it again. Run
1: it again. Run it again. You know. I think that's why you're seeing so many transfers. Yeah. In college right now, people are like. I mean, some of them make sense. You know, if you're never gonna play, to like the uh,
0: like the the who was the who was the quarterback for Bama who left, oh, went to okay. Oklahoma. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts. That's probably the That's, most appropriate I mean, it makes one sense. I've seen.
1: You know, you've played in a national championship, you've shown you can win, and you're like, I'm not gonna play
0: behind some points, dude you know. walks in who happens to be the most psychotic quarterback in the world, right. Tua.
1: Right. Like, but I'm seeing a lot of these guys that are transferring, and they're not even starting at the school. Right. So what that tells me is you got in. Got real hard. And you didn't like it, right? Thought you were gonna start. Yep. Not starting. Yep. Out of here. Yep. And uh, like, I'm not just gonna sit here and say, "Oh, I, I think the transfer rule is terrible," because I feel like if you go and there's a coach there and he leaves, why can't you leave? That right. doesn't make any sense to me. And right. I don't think you should pick a school because of the coach. I think you should pick it for life situation because mm-hmm. you gotta live there and grow mm-hmm. there, and it's more than just about football. But at the same time, you know, you're like, I came in here as a, you know, a spread player, and all of a sudden we're like, oh, we're a two tight end set now. Yeah, <laughs> running a fullback. <laughs> <laughs> Trip, triple be option on the field much. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think I might transfer. Maybe I should sense. maybe I should take off. But The numbers overall, that's what I'm thinking. A lot of it is is just you get a kid who was just naturally talented, played four years in high school, was pampered, coach didn't want to didn't want to get on him because don't want to make the star player mad, mm-hmm. and he never ever had to experience any criticism or failure or anything. And right. all of a sudden you get to another level where they're like, Hey bud, you're not the best player here. And yeah. you need to work harder. And they're like, Mac, you know, I don't like this. Right. Well, of course you don't like it. Cause right. it's never happened to you. And direct Mac, correlation you, to you.
0: some of the, the big bangers who, who get that treatment all the way to the top. Yep. And then all of a sudden they're like,
1: "Well, wow, this guy
0: just signed a, you know, $25 million contract and he's out acting like a fool. Like, yep. yeah, it's cause he's never, yeah,
1: never spoon fed.
0: Mm. Dude, I was, I was a terrible student in high school 4.0 went to college. I wasn't a superstar, but I was a college football player yep. and I was pretty damn good. And I worked hard. I was cruising. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. some people I've saw some like next caliber professional level athletes and like, I'll literally run a play and they're like, what the fuck Ricky? Like line up seven yards between the a gap. You got to hit this, watch this fucking read. And, uh, then the next guy will do it. You know, I had a I got, I played with a guy named Lendon Rouse who went and played for the Carolina Panthers for a little bit. He'd run the same shit and do the same thing wrong. And it's like walk up, hand on the hip, like, yep. "Hey man, okay, listen up. You know, you got to make sure
1: you watch this block because
0: I know you can hit that this and the other." I'm sitting in the back, like, "Yo, bro, I'm standing right here." Like, what the yep.
1: fuck? That's tough, and I know where that comes from. Um, you know, I we all do it, even if we don't think we do it. Yeah, you know, I did it as a coach. I, I you you do it, you do it because sometimes you, you don't coach everybody the same right and i never have i know who i can push i know who i got to coddle a little bit mm-hmm. you know i have a way i'm not easy on anybody but i'm a little you know i know how the divas work right i get the diva right i understand that personality i seem to be the only one that right. i know that really knows how to talk to these kids we got one of them trust me <laughs> No, really yeah you're not gonna be eligible this year i don't think but oh, yeah, not a bad kid is just You just, you got to talk to them in a certain way. They just don't, they don't gel. There's also like,
0: dude, as you, as you climb, like, you know, there's a lot of pressure and sometimes you have to protect your assets. You know, like, I think that's a, I think that's something that's not really, no light is shined on it. and I don't think it should be, but you know, when it does come down to it, you're trying to win games, Yeah. you know, and there are some key factors to winning games. And sometimes you got to protect your asset a little more than someone else yeah it sucks but but also like that's why i think the the transparency in sports is so important because it's like you know um this guy is a next level caliber athlete and the sport you're playing is looking for the best athletes that you can get so the best athlete is going to get treated a little bit Mm. different
1: well and we were just talking about how this is kind of an introductory to real life Right. I mean, this is how a job force works. Yeah. You know, the, the You're
0: running the mill, you're not getting promoted.
1: Yeah. Exactly. You know, and and so some of it I I think it bugs people cuz some of it's natural. Right. You know, you're just you're just gifted. Some Oh
0: god. You know, Landon Rouse. Landon kind of Rouse, if you listen to this podcast, fuck you Landon Rouse. He was like a run full 100 meter sprint stop on a dime. of other people's knees would blow out the other side of their leg making crazy cuts like yeah fuck that guy love him greatest person I played with but
1: yeah you're you're totally right you know and I think that's what bothers people because I think I think in the workforce people think well I worked really hard and I got that's not always the case man some people are just really good at talking right you know and that gets them to the top and they don't even know a damn thing they're talking about Mm -hmm. but they're just the bullshit machine oh yeah fill people up and they they buy all of it Mm -hmm. um you know wow but so i don't i think it's hard and yes different kids get treated different ways you try not to but that's just the reality of life and it's the reality of life and everywhere else and the job force and everything else so i think if you're good to all of them and they know you love them Mm -hmm. you know yeah you care about them you're gonna get what you want regardless you know that's one thing i could say is i am hard on them and I have high expectations, but I think the majority of them know that I really care. Right. You know, I'm there all the time. It's all the time. I present myself. I, I work with them out outside of school. You know, you talk to a lot their, of them. You're home. A lot oh, of yeah. Stuff. You know, I worked with you for a
0: year, bro. And I was like, that's why I remember it was, uh, you know, I remember Lexa was going to go do something and you were going to go do something. Yeah. You know, and I was talking to Lexa and Lexa's like, oh, you know, Josh said you're probably going to go work with him. I'm like, well, you know, like in a business aspect of it, like there it does come full circle. Like you got a lot out of the kids because you cared so fucking much about those human beings. Like those yep. kids You care about the game, but you care about the kids. Yeah, for sure. Now we're talking about like changes and stuff. Like you're now at the high school level. Yep. What are like, and I don't know at all. How does it change when the school is so integrated? Now it's so close. It's not like a separate entity, SYFL, Pop Warner. It's like high school is very, very close-knit. It's,
1: you know, (laughs) it's, it's tough because, A, you lose kids if they don't have grades. Right. And when you're doing this at a school that I would say probably doesn't have best uh how do i put this you know like kids are not pushed probably to have the best grades right where i'm at and um because of that you're getting a lot of kids with just terrible grades and no matter what you do they don't you just can't get them to do it sometimes you know what i mean man it's tough it's tough to watch talent like great talent and we're going through this right now Mm -hmm. um just not do it. Right. Not do it. And there's things going on in their lives, and I get that, and that's fair. Um, and they probably don't have the best guidance. Right. And, you know, sometimes they think that you're just in it because they want you. <laughs> they think you want them just because they're a commodity. Right. And that's tough. Um, and that's going to happen. But with the whole school thing, you know, there's there's constant pressure on, on them to be this person better figure mm-hmm. and that's hard because you know every t- we brought these kids in and my big thing was change the culture change the culture and i think a lot of people make fun of it because you hear this like every single year and then the kids go ahead and turn into the same kids right right above them and this happens a lot and even the ones that try and legitimately do it right it's mm-hmm. just not enough to push it over right over yeah, the, changing limit. the culture is, is it's drastic. tough you know and because it's you got kids that are this happens all the time at the school too kids just want to fight they and then they'll just pick you Right. You know, you're the one. And then it's like, when you like, what are you supposed to do when they just punch you in the face? right? Or, you know, y- people are just constantly like looking for you to screw up right. so they can hit you like that. Like, I don't like athletes. Yeah. Get those teachers. Remember Toro? Yeah.
0: Toro, uh, we saw the video. Uh, yeah. There was a video at school. And yeah. this kid was like, who was like, I think he was like three years older than him, yeah. was like fucking with him. And then finally Toro punched, punched him in him. the mouth. Uh, yeah. And then he got suspended and all that stuff. And I pulled Toro aside. I told him, I was like, man, you know, there's going to be people who are truly just would love to see you crumble. Yep. And that's exactly what that was. Now, do I support the fact that he punched that dude in the face? Yes. Yeah. 100%. 100%. That one
1: thing where you're like, (laughs) would you recommend that? Uh, no. Like, I'm (laughs) going to be that
0: dad who rolls in and they're like, Cooper... Uh beat the shit out of two guys on the yard. I'm like, what? You guys got film of that? What happened? Did they like did they deserve it? And then I'm gonna dap my son up like right in front of him and then I'll have that conversation though that like people are trying to bring you down, That's which is exactly what they did down. with Toro.
1: And this is endless too, man. You know, our school hasn't had a lot of success to I mean nineteen years. I think school's been open for about nineteen mm-hmm. years. Uh two or three playoff games. Oh, Never really? won one. There's no playoff wins. Jesus. And the group they. Was Isn't it a right big now, school?
0: Was that? Isn't it a big school? It's a big school. Yeah.
1: It's a big school. And people are always just like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Well, you show up.
0: Right. Come check it out. Come
1: check it out. And it'll take. It won't take very long for you to figure now, it out. Now,
0: I talk about this a lot when it comes to education. I have a very uh, interesting take on, on education, especially public. Now, do you think that. You know, we've talked about it already just on this, about how many different kids we have, different circumstances that they're in, different walks of life. You know, uh, do you think that they struggle in school and kind of throw in the towel because they're not good at the, the way that things are being taught? You know, it's sit in rows. You know, it's it's take home tests, study guides, lecture, you know, and some people mm-hmm. kill it. You know, some people kill it at that system. That's yep. the way that I learn. That's the way that I work. But there's also some people that just don't work like that. Nope, they don't. And it almost seems like if that process that we put in place doesn't work for you, then there's a li- there's a very high likelihood that you're gonna fail. Yep. That's it, crazy to me.
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs> you you're talking about the schooling system that hasn't been like revamped in over a hundred years or something. It's Rockefeller. Like that? Yeah. It's
0: straight Rockefeller. Yeah,
1: it is. Um, and what's hilarious. So like when I take these master's classes on education and stuff, you'll have a whole class on like the way you teach different cultures, right? And they'll talk about it and be like, this is how it works. This is just like science is proven. None of that stuff happens, man. None of of it down at the lower level. Nope. Not even, not even a little bit. Yeah like some people literally don't learn unless it's visually right. presented or
0: you know like I I'm trying to push to get my son in a Montessori school yeah cuz they're you know if your kid is fidgety they're going to build a curriculum where you're out of your seat the whole time. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to, if you're visual, you know, if you're, if you, whatever sense it is, whatever sense that you have that really works, whether it's touch, whether it's sight, whether you can just hear it, you got it, it needs Mm -hmm. to be lectured to you. You physically need to touch it and do it, you know, but I went to college and there's like people from all over the world, all these different walks of life, this culture clash and Mm -hmm. people are learning in all these different ways and, and they're excelling through the roof. But it's like one level before that,
1: what the fuck? Yeah. It's happening. And, you know, <laughs> those people aren't going on either. Yeah, it sucks. It's like uh this is the end of the road like you you don't fit to conform the system. That's a hard it's a hard thing.
0: Like That's, just imagine a kid in high school mean. who has dyslexia. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. It's all much. up on the projector. It's tough. You know, you got you you got study guides this big that are just jam-packed with with letters and you're like I Yeah. All right, you, uh, 20 questions for this test, all are word problems that are half paragraph long. Yeah. You're dyslexic. It's like, fuck. <laughs>
1: well, this is going to be a long
0: yeah. day. Okay, okay, the first one is A, the teacher's like, time, that was three hours, like, yep. fuck. Yep. That's just wild to me. I don't know. I, I have a very aggressive approach on it. I think I just, uh, it, it breaks my heart. I, le- I, I, I tip my hat to the people who are good at that process and mm-hmm. kill it. Your AP, you know, your mm. honor students, because that works for them, you know. But there's other, like, you know, I was talking about it. I have so many people in my work. I've been in seven different buildings, on nine different sorts, mm. thousands and thousands of people that I fired, hired, and worked with. And some people are fucking high school dropouts, and okay. they're fucking brilliant. Yep. Just talking to them, I'm like, oh my god, I'm literally like a chimpanzee. Yep. Like I don't even know why you're here. You should
1: be like hanging out with Elon Musk. Yeah. But they don't shine they don't because there's a you know there's there's brilliance in different ways right and there always will be um, it's just a system it's an agreed upon system on how it's weird we're going to teach people and then it, the thing is i think like the dyslexia one they're like well you know these people help them and like how much do they really help them because i don't feel when i'm around it that that a lot of these things don't get dealt with as right. much as you think they do. Um, I think we try. And I think I I'm, I'm definitely will say the teachers do what they can do with what they're given. Right. That's what's going on here. Right. This is not a it's not a teacher thing. No, no. It's a down from the top thing.
0: I've heard of people who have uh, there was someone here who was I think it was uh, he worked. He did it at Oh, Wooster. He did it at Wooster High. He was seeing these people graduate. And just crumble financially, loans, yep. uh, credit, you know, investments, you know, money management, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he built this thing. He brought it to Worcester. He's like, you know, he was a history teacher. He's like, let me let me teach these kids this stuff. This stuff is serious. And they're like, pretty much like, walk the line, bitch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Don't yep. fuck this up. Like if, like if they don't grade a certain way, we don't get our funding. Like, don't be trying to better these motherfuckers. And what he said was, was fucking crazy to me, bro. He goes, the world needs, and he's right. The world needs that percentage of people to drop out of high school. They need them. Yep. They need the people on the ground floor. They need those people stocking the shelves and working at fast food restaurants and waiting tables their whole life. They need the average Joe's. Yep you know, who climb the ladder, blue collar. They need those APs who go and often yeah. do different, they ha, sure. you, we need those. We need them. It's like, oh my God, I'm gonna throw up. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't see it when I was in it. But it's just a, truth. it's just a trip. Now, when I was in high school as an athlete, I had an advantage in college. Being out for 10 years now and you're in it, mm-hmm. is it still kind of the same system where, because I think you said something about how it's weird how High school athletes aren't really popular anymore. Like, yeah, are athletes still at, at an advantage or are they at a disadvantage I, now I when don't it comes know. to getting through schooling?
1: I don't know if that's like a school to school thing, right? But where I'm at, you know, my brother would say the same thing. He's like, the, the athletes, the jocks, are not the popular ones anymore. Right? It's the more like culturally the Bohemian kinda, Rhapsody guys. Yeah, like <laughs> that's that's what's that's what's popular now. That is crazy. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, and they get bagged on a right. lot my brother's like kids are constantly like you guys suck and you're terrible and you're never gonna make it like you guys won't win anything you're just like, like you're dumb gonna, you know, and you're like and jokes. that's tough because they don't believe he's like shut up right talking out of your ass but some of these kids are like yeah we are bad right that's tough get yeah of bullying on the reverse it's side on a, yeah it's in a weird in a weird way because uh, it's like, man, don't you want them to succeed? Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is your school. Yeah, fucker. This <laughs> is it's,
0: it's retarded. You're telling me that I'm a bad person because jocks have the stigma of like being self centered, but you're bullying me right yeah. now. What's happening? Yeah, it's
1: it's, it's kind of weird, trippy. Um, yeah, I I don't want. I don't know. I think it's um. I think it's. I think you're an advantage and a disadvantage right now. If you're an athlete. Mm. in high school, and I think the one the one advantage you have is that there is so much social media that can boost your platform, so, you know, your huddle can go here, and um, your Instagram videos can go there, and before you know it, like, you're, you're on film on 7 and 7, and blah, 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 blah. so if you're, like, a high-star recruit, man, you're getting tons of exposure. Right. On the other side of that, you can't slip up. Right. Because it is just completely broadcasted to the world. Right. You know, I think about, like, we talk about this all the time. I wasn't a bad kid. Right. But I did enough stuff that if it was on Instagram. Oh, yeah. It would have been a big deal. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. and if, Oh, fuck yeah, yeah dude. Exactly. Like,
0: if Snapchat oh, God. existed when I was, like, going through high school and it was popular in college, I'd probably be in jail. Yeah.
1: You're, you're like, well, I don't. You like I was doing anything bad, but you like look at these things and you're like, wow, man, this is tough. And I think it's unrealistic, too, when you're like, oh, you know, I, this 13 year old kid, he'd better get his shit together. Right. He's 13. 13
0: years old. Yeah, he's 13. I'm he 28. He I'm still trying to figure this shit out. Yeah. Thank you know, that's
1: crazy. So it, it just it bothers me that we like expect this standard, this full grown man standard out of these adolescent youth that. Literally need to make some mistakes to learn. Right, correct. And I agree one hundred percent. That's what I would say is the advantage. <laughs>
0: you're totally principle. right about the broadcasting. I was watching uh, a, <laughs> I was watching the U, on thirty for thirty, mm-hmm. the Hurricanes, Miami, and uh, who was I watching it with? It doesn't matter. But they were like, "How did they get away with all this shit?" <laughs> I'm like, "It's because it's not like unless your Channel Five News pops you." Yep. That's you so know, funny. motherfuckers we were, were running around with yesterday. Razor phones back then.
1: You know what I mean? Like, yep. you could just do whatever you wanted. Yep. We were literally, I was. my friend and I were texting about this yesterday because Miami crushed Nebraska in that 01 National Championship. I was like, look at this roster, man. I'm like, it's ridiculous. It had, all the 01 team had Frank Gore. It had Willis McGahee, Yes. It had, uh, oh God, there was like three of them. Portis. Um... Uh, and then, like, two other guys that you're, like, an afterthought. But these were all five of them played in the NFL. Right, And I was just running back position. You had Winslow as a backup at right. tight end. You're like. Psycho. It just keeps going and going and going and going down the line. And you're like, how in the hell did that happen? Right. Well, we won't know because
0: different time. Like, dude, Didn't man. what? like, I'm sure Pete Carroll was just the man when you couldn't film nothing. He was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, absolutely. Like, USC is going to be the nice. best. Yeah.
1: It was funny because. Actually, like about a week ago, my brother goes. Kind of wish I lived in the '90s. Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah. He's like, it just seems so much more like relaxed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it it's also a different era, man. We didn't have smartphones in our pockets. Everybody wasn't in everybody's fucking business. Yeah. You had
0: time to worry about your own life. Like I'm on social media now, um, but you know, and when I was training and stuff, I was I was really big on it and then mm-hmm. I actually had somebody run my account but like I have a hard time with it because I'll just keep going 100 like I just don't fucking care about other people's lives as yeah. much
1: as we want to act like we do yeah
0: like I don't fucking care about your hike I
1: don't no. I really
0: don't like the, I don't care what you're the doing Best
1: line is that we've never been more connected and disconnected at the same time because that is so true it's like oh went to the store today got berries and you're like Dude, what I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but really you think don't. you know their life, but, but you think really they know their life like yeah. you almost like you live together because of this platform. But like, I haven't seen this person in ten years. Right. I wouldn't hang out with them. Mm-hmm. I, like,
0: I don't probably even know if I be nervous him. to say
1: hi. Yeah. I'll double tap your shit. Yeah. But if I saw
0: you, I'd be like, oh fuck, I don't know yeah, what, what to <laughs> say to that person.
1: What a weird thing to think like you're in the business of somebody you probably don't even like. Yeah, sometimes you're in business with them. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. What a weird concept. Shit is
0: crazy, bro. Yeah. Like, I wish there was some, like, early 90s Crips and Bloods who could see <laughs> yeah. social media now. Like, you guys are fucking pussies, <laughs> just, dude. Just like,
1: busting on each other over social media. That is
0: absolutely crazy. And then I was, uh, <laughs> something that popped in my head, and I want to make sure not to miss it because it was cracking me up. I was watching a um, 2021 20, Jump Street. Yeah. Uh, it was, like, a month ago. Mm-hmm. And you said, like, you know, or, like, you know, it's weird that the other one, other kids are like athletes are the ones kind of getting bullied or they're just not as popular, but there's just so many different categories of people now. And there's a scene in Tony jump street when they first get to the high school. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, they're the jocks. Okay. They're the nerds. And then there's like emo, like, uh, kind of like anime Asians. They look at me like, what What the fuck are those? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's how I'd be. If I went back into
1: high school right now, I'd be like, what is happening? Like, I told my brother, I'm like, Man, I wore, like, number 77, and I'd be—girls would be like, can I wear your jersey? Can I wear your jersey? And yeah. I remember thinking to myself, like, you really want to wear 77? Yeah. I'm like, girls don't even want to wear a jersey anymore. Oh, like yeah. That's r-
0: like—yeah. Is that still a thing in high school? That was huge, even in 2000.
1: And, from 2007 to We not even, like, 7, let it happen, so not really. Right. You know, like, we—our kids can't remember to wash their damn jersey and bring it to school on game day. Yeah. So we hand it out to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> game changer. It's pretty bro. bad. Like, the accountability game changer. is probably not great, but at the same time, <laughs> the last thing you want is your running back to be like, hey, coach, it's like 6 You're like, yeah. Uh, I think I left my jersey in the hamper Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, there could we'd be. We'd have some people
0: games, like that but... when we play basketball in high school. When we get into the warm up line of the game, and we'd be like, oh my God, you fucking stink, oh, bro. Oh my God. I didn't wash my jersey from our last game. Like, it's Friday, bro. Like, we played on Tuesday. Yeah.
1: Like, this is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> the kid next to me, to <laughs> next to me in high school, would brag about not washing his football pants. Oh,
0: ugh. <laughs> it's already bad enough that the interior of your pads are barely getting washed, yep. and it smells like that ass yep. and gloves. Oh, oh God, fuck!
1: The gloves. Ooh, man. Oh,
0: it's like stinky. gag me, bro! Like yep. it smells like a dead carcass, like gloves. Smell like a dead carcass shoved up the ass of a dead carcass. Yeah, that, that, I think that's accurate. I was watching The Walking Dead and I was like getting whiffs of <laughs> a lot of gloves, of Nike gloves, yep. of watching all these dead bodies. I'm like, I feel like I'm in this scene right now. It's crazy. Well, I can tell
1: you one thing hasn't changed. The locker room still smells like shit.
0: Oh, you know, it's the worst part is when the walk locker room stops smelling like shit. Yeah. Like when you walk in the locker room, you're like, oh, it's like you're hit with like this hot. Yeah. Oh, and then in like 30 seconds, you're like, I don't even really smell yeah. it. Anymore. <laughs> you just get used to it real just quick.
1: Burned everything in your nose. Yep. And then all the kids do the same thing. Now you, you just spray a bunch of Axe on it. You're like, right, right. That's not doing anything. Cause first I smell the shit and then mm-hmm. I smell the Axe. Yeah. Like, yeah,
0: exactly. It just comes in two waves. Yep. Um, stimuli overload. All right, so let me ask this this question. Yeah. Are these head injuries as serious as they say? Because it was big, but it seems like it's fallen off. Yeah. Kaepernick took a knee, and everybody forgot that yeah, people it's, are getting concussions. It's,
1: uh, things like this are the kind of things people get into when there's not stuff like what's going on now. Right. You know what I mean? It, it's when... It's like that stuff these issues that aren't shouldn't be issues are only issues because of the comfortability of your life. right And so that's kind of where that came out of, in my opinion. But is it as real as it is? I mean, I don't know. I, I've spent the last five years of my life like like right now, I've kind of got a headache and right. I'm dizzy. I have headaches and dizziness almost every day of my life. Right, you struggled with that in the season. And what was the Still root had of that again? When we were coaching together. Oh, it was I mean?
0: bad. I remember the days you wouldn't have coffee because you need coffee, right? Yeah,
1: now I need it. And yeah. it, I couldn't do, you know, it's much better than it was in the past. And a lot of it has to do with I got some autoimmune issues. Mm. And that's what really sparked it and stuff. But none of that's from football. You know, right. I just had a random hit in the head from a fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what most of this caused. Right, and you know, I was being dumb. I got two concussions in like a matter of two years, and one was being dumb. I hit a friend, and I hit each other in the head, messing around. Yeah. And then the second one, I just tripped, and I kind of like got jolted. I don't know. It's like <laughs> you can't figure it out, but I think it's crazy because people are like they freak about about football and all these other things that can happen, and like that's I played years and years and right. years of football and i don't even remember barely even get like concussions are different now than they used to be right. You know, i got my belt around sure but i never had a problem from any of that um is it a big deal probably i think a huge part of when we talk about football and especially when you go on i don't i don't i think in high school with the technology and the way we're going it is a hell of a lot more safe Right. This is a different right. game we're playing Definitely now. a different game. I mean, you can turn on these games on TV right now. Oh, yeah. You watch these 90s games, and you're like, man, no wonder these guys had You
0: don't even games. go to the 90s. I was watching Brian Dawkins yeah, on the then, Eagles like highlights. We, I was like, yeah. holy. F-.
1: You're like, people are getting destroyed. We've gotten so basically conditioned to a different game. Mm-hmm that we think it's tough but when you turn that film on you're like right. damn these guys are we're not taking anywhere near the hits these helmets are way better yeah. they're crazy better
0: there was that special with cam chancellor cam chancellor he had they had like a little docuseries on him, and he was saying sean taylor is the best safety he's ever seen yeah but he wouldn't step foot on a field today
1: no and, you know they'd be it'd be like that you'd be out of a game mm-hmm. you'd be gone um, it's, it's, it's just different. So I think when we go down another 15, 20 years and we start really assessing the brains again, we're going to be like, well, right. it's you're still going to have those. You're going to have right those numbers, but it's going to be drastically reduced. And in my opinion, if you go on and you play after high school, there's an inherent risk. right? There really is. But if you're probably going on and playing, you love that thing. right? And how many things in our lives do we do that we love that come along with repercussion right. later in life yeah i mean anything you work out eventually your body breaks down oh yeah you know what i mean and it I, really is and i don't want to sit here and be like it's okay that our brains are putty because that's not what i'm trying to say i mean if anybody deals with this this it's me mm-hmm. trust me um but you go in with the inherited risk you no know, this risk is is real now i mean maybe in the past because we didn't talk about it but now you know and um i think the love of it powers people to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. It, it you live once you live once and right. if it's maybe the end of it's a little tougher but you did what you loved for right. 40 50 years oh, yeah man, crazy and what is the shit difference? i only got
0: 10 i only got eight years eight years of football yeah. you know i have a shoulder surgery and it'll never go away yeah well, you know always year. i mean feel.
1: i tore my knee my shoulder messed up and people are like i, I love it when people are like well do you regret like, hell no hell man no. i'd do that again like, world world
0: me? worldwide you know, we're probably like floating around like what, seven, eight billion people? Yeah. How many people have experienced a locker room even just in high school but at the next level, at a college level? Mm-hmm. Very little. I'll go youth though, let me ask you because when I talk about it, I worry more about, and I, that's where I feel like I've seen it af- affect people or affect players the most is the youth. Parents kind of freak out. Yeah, I, w- I worry, I would worry more about breaking bones you know uh growth plates cartilage healed Mm -hmm. healed, things like that uh tearing and and rupturing tendons and things like that you know the healing process where you're growing so much what i see to be honest with how good the helmets are i don't see contact in really young kids that are that are enough to really damage you obviously you're you're more sensitive at that age but what what are your thoughts on that that's how i
1: feel about youth you know like we brought up lex earlier and um We used to talk about this all the time and be like, man, we're doing it right because how many of these kids in the five years we have coached had concussions? Like, I'm not kidding. In the five years we were together and coaching youth football, it's less – I think it's three. Mm -hmm. I think we had three kids, and one of them wasn't great, and it was very much freak. You know, he got spun around in a really weird way and took a helmet into a helmet that was really – it was just – You know, one of those random, weird ones. But outside that, we just didn't have them because the technique was taught so well. It was done so well. I mean, even the year I did it, we were drilling. Yeah, we were drilling every Every day. day. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what's crazy, too. Kids in youth football hit. Yeah. They hit. And in high school now, like, we don't tackle. There's rules. And you have to plan out your plan on paper. And the amount of contact you're actually given is like nothing. I started to see it's that in college. It's like nothing.
0: Half pack helmets only. You can only go full. You can only go full. Go so much. It's like fifteen minutes a day. Fuck, that's cra- great. <laughs> it's well, like nothing, man. Do you think that? I mean, call me crazy, but Devil's Advocate. Don't you think
1: that sets them up to get hurt? It does because it's bad tackling, and they're not experiencing it. Nope, you're not getting real it. And time. So it, when you when it happens, it's like shock. It's like getting hit by a train. If you're not tackling at a varsity level and you see these hits and you don't see them until you're like. In the stands is one thing. When you're like down on the field, and you're and right you next hear to it. You feel it. And you're yeah. like, man, we did not practice that,
0: dude. I came on my, I went on a visit to UC Davis, and they ran their spring ball game, and that was the first time I was ever on the sideline at a college game.
1: <laughs>
0: and I was like, oh my fucking god! It's
1: a different level when you're right down by yeah, it. Yeah,
0: bro. Like there were some ghetto ass brothers who were ducking on the sideline because it sounds like people were lopping off like nine millimeters when yep. these helmets were hitting each other. I was like, holy yeah.
1: fuck! And then honestly, I'm seeing. Because of that, I'm seeing a lot of, like, head-ducking tackles, mm-hmm. you know. It's not – we had better form tackling sometimes than with our, like, 12-year-olds. That's because crazy. Because we drilled it, you yeah. know what I mean? And we're not talking, like, drilled it as in, like, okay, we're going to do, you know, an hour worth of running straight at each other. Not that no, kind of no, drill. Like, no, no, we just technique. did a lot of, like, form tackling mm-hmm. drills.
0: Two-step correct foot. Yeah, we yeah, did I it when we were coaching the 13th. We
1: practiced that, too. My point is that just you reduce the time that you do it. So yes, we're not hitting a lot But when we do hit We're not always completely ready for it Right,
0: right Now, pro level This is my fucked up opinion If you're going to pay somebody Multiple millions of dollars A year Then you need to take that risk Like that, like, you know They're putting a lot of heat on the NFL And things like that And trying to change the game But there's a lot of me like Yes, we want I want to protect the players But there's also like you're willingly signing up to play against some of the best athletes in the world at a very high contact, fast paced sport like there is an inherited risk. If I give you one million dollars this year, if I give you, you know, a million dollars, this game, that paycheck game, I really hope that you go and spend two hundred and fifty thousand on the absolute best doctor and insurance yep. that you could possibly get because you're at one of the most high risk jobs. Yep. And if you don't want it, then fucking bounce. Yeah. Because with football, one thing that people don't understand about football, like basketball, NBA stri- went on a strike not too long ago. Like the NFL, it's only the NFL. There's no Euro League Like there is, but mm-hmm. it's the NFL. Yeah. That's the best of the best in the world. I don't give a fuck about CFL, XFL, arena. It's Ain't the NFL, like the period. NFL. So every single player in the NFL goes on strike. They're going to fill those rosters the next day. Yep. Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. Pretty easily, too. You know, you want the risk? Come take the risk. You don't want to you, – you're scared that if you don't want to get a concussion by Cam Chancellor or 6'4", it's like 200-and-whatever-pound safety who, who will take your head off or like uh, Sean Golson or Dante Whitner. you know, like then don't play. Yep. You know, like play at the college level, have a great time. And then, you know, I'm sure you have a network and you could probably get a great job. But there's some of me that's on that level when, when I see great players get ejected and suspended for the next game or – Questionable hits that are high contact, great football plays, bang bang plays, and these kids are getting like you know, if you're in college, and you're a senior in college, and you're trying to go to the NFL, and they DQ you for a game, yeah, in like
1: the first quarter, two minutes in, that's hu- 10, that's, you're huge. Like, that's a big deal, man. That's a huge you're deal. Austin, me, you're fucking up my film a lot. I love the, I hate that rule so much. I can't stand the the rule so much that. I love football and it almost makes me just want to turn it off right away. Yeah. yeah. It drives me insane. Because if you've ever played the game, it doesn't go slow. Does it goes it? so fast, your brain doesn't process the speed that fast. And so if you go tackle a guy and he ducks, you don't just go, oh, he ducked. Yeah. And, and you know, let me you calculate back, that real <laughs> quick. It's, it's let me change realistic. this position. It's, it's not realistic. And so. They don't even want the hit. That's the thing. Right. So you're like, it's not so much like, well, then how do we hit them? That's not That's not even the answer they want. They want just don't hit them. Don't hit them, yeah. We'd, that's rather, a him, we'd rather them score 65 points and you score yeah. 55 points. That's a we, defenseless player.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I've also seen a defenseless player whose head is down, falling over third
1: leg, juke five people, and
0: take it to the yep. house. So it's like,
1: yep. you don't want me to tackle this guy? Or, well, we're talking about best athletes in the world. Best athletes in the world. Period. I mean, football in America has the best athletes in the world. Yeah, and I it's would not s- even close. I mean, the rest of them go play basketball, but football's king in this in this country. Right, right. I mean, that's where they're. Called. I
0: have seen like the the transition. Like most football players now, there's phenomenal athletes all over the world. Like hockey are fucking unbelievable athletes. Rugby players are unbelievable athletes. But like football players, just the hand-eye coordination, a lot of them can go and play other sports quite well. You know, like I've seen, you know, I go playing Sparks on Sunday, and there's this dude. He's literally probably like 280 pounds, nothing but muscle. It looks like, oh my God, you're a football player, <laughs> but he's a great basketball player. Never played yeah. basketball before. Just a great athlete. You yeah. know what I mean? And that can happen. And they're just fucking freaks. They're really absolute are. freaks. So yeah. I don't know, man. I see these people getting hit, and it's like, you know. But I've seen the head injury thing kind of die down.
1: Yeah, you it know, has. Like, it has. We'll see. We'll see. I, like I said, I think the I think the results are gonna be good over. Time from where just what's happening, whether right. you we agree with it or not, or how it's going, it's going to get better between the equipment and the, the way the game's being played. um But I'm I'm, I'm completely in agreement with you when when you up and you play this game. We've tried to because it's such a commercial sport, you know, and it makes so much money. We've kind of tried to treat it like it's like an everyday thing. And when right. you look, a game of football is not an everyday thing. When Fuck I would finish no. a game in high school, I'd feel like somebody beat my ass. Even I don't like even a want turkey looks like after an NFL game. Oh god. You know, this is a gladiatorial thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, up there with like UFC fighting. This is about as brutal as you can possibly get without assaulting somebody. Right. <laughs> right. So right. You know, it's not just your everyday right thing to pe- that people think it is because of the way it's packaged and commercialized and Yeah, I think it's know.
0: people who are close to the game like I've a um I knew a guy who was working for the NFL, and he was so adamant about checking the schedule and see how many Sunday to Thursdays. Like, that's who has the Sunday to Thursday? That's like, that's that's a that's my chances of winning that game just went up like 60%. I don't
1: even want to think about what it would be like to do a three-day turnaround Dude. at that level. I mean, those guys are going to get away with it, you know. If the quarterback didn't get hit the week before, he's good, you know. Yeah. The, some of the receivers, that'd probably be all right, but... And linemen are like, linebackers and linemen are going to be... And running backs are like, man, oh this is going to ruin my career. Linebackers, dude.
0: like <laughs> Linemen, are, linemen are, are, are special breeds that deserve
1: more credit. Yeah,
0: they are. The, what they do every single play, and they're just bad motherfuckers who just take those hits all... The, like, if you see a lineman put his finger in the dirt without gloves on, you can't trust that human being. He nope. will kill you. He will literally skin you alive. He's yeah. out of his mind.
1: They're crazy dudes.
0: So... So with everything that's going on, you got, you know, riots in the streets and COVID-19. But talking about what we're talking about, you know, for North Valleys and for you coaching, you know, what is it? What does the future look like right now? You know, like if you could take a guess. Man, know. I wish I had the answer. You know what I mean? Like, is there <laughs> going to be a season? Is there going to be no people? Do these players get to go back into the locker room? We're not you... supposed
1: to have anything right now. Nothing. Know? Like uh, there's the NAIA which basically oversees all the sports here, mm-hmm. um, tells, tells us that you're not supposed to see any of these dudes. And they just shut it down. They shouldn't be out. It's just all shut down. And we all know that's not happening, but
0: what's the line of commu- Like, how good is the line of communication? Like, are they oh, we telling had a, you? We, actually had a, we
1: had a zoom spring meeting. So oh, zoom. That's what we had, you know, and it was, was it great. No, not really. But mm-hmm. you know, we're still, we're still in contact with a lot of them. Um, It sounds like in this phase two though we've been basically told that it looks like we're going to be able to get back with him here in a couple weeks and i don't know what capacity that is like can we get in the gym or is it you know are we just supposed to can we be on the field and can it be this number i I, I don't know but
0: i'm i'm so out of touch with the timeline we're on we're on what is it
1: the 30th or the first We're, we're getting close to the beginning of june here and so our our summer ball would start on the 6th of july and that goes for a couple weeks? That would be four weeks. Four weeks basically right up, and then school starts right about then now, mm-hmm. uh, early August. And then uh, our first game would be towards the end of August.
0: Fuck, um, dude. So you're three months away from technically your first game, and right now you are it's a kid, question mark kids, of whether you're even there, be we able We've got to
1: kids that you know haven't done anything since we went on spring break. And this is not an us thing. This you don't think
0: a, you're going to lose a season, do you? I don't know. Fuck, I, uh, dude! Just I go imagine. Because they like, lost. Yes, dude. no. Yes, no. Yes, no. What sport lost their season? Cause it uh, could, baseball. Baseball
1: completely lost their season. They played, I think, one game. Um, softball, all the, all the spring sports done. They what didn't are these? Play at all. What
0: are these senior athletes? Track, yeah. baseball. What are they doing? Softball, right?
1: <laughs> no. They're sorry. That's what they're getting. A big fat sucks for you. Holy fuck, and, dude. that's top tier athletes getting hit harder. You know, sports wise or. You know, the next jump wise other than than high school athletes, because these college guys are going to get another year. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, you can have another year. And they're yeah, like, gray right, shirt great, or something great, out of the race, something they can. You can always stay there. And, you know, if you're getting pros, you're getting paid either way. Yeah. Yeah. Much. And, but these guys in high school, like your senior season's hanging in the balance. Fuck. And then you have to try to stay healthy. You have to somehow try to create views film that's what's killing me with my brother right now i'm like you're about to go in your junior year it's important year for your film and everything yeah you know just a play like you put so much work in he works his ass off and then they're like oh sorry sorry try again
0: when do we get to come back uh who knows we don't know anything
1: you know and and i i get it
0: i believe that it's appropriate yeah but
1: fuck man it's crazy it's tough.
0: i also see that like with the covid who it's tackling we won't even get in the stats but like who it's attacking and the, the 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 real like you know death rate of it it's like there's some of me oh god this yeah. this might this might end this podcast end this <laughs> <statement>. <laughs> but there's some of me that's like you know open that motherfucker up and let bygones be bygones and let nature take its course
1: yeah you know yeah, this, is just, this is just like the riot thing where I feel like people want to be black and white and there's, gray. it's impossible. And it's just, it's, it's impossible. You can't, it's you like you can't do appease we, everybody. You can't do everything you want to do. Yeah. Um,
0: do you protect a class of people? Do you protect this luxury of living in a capitalist country? Do you protect this economy? Right. You know, like wh- wh- where's the sacrifice? Where's the compromise on such a
1: massive scale? You know, and it, I think we look at it and we go well, lost lives and, you know, stuff like that. And then you go to like, what's happened to you know, just, just in our circumstance. with I got kids that don't eat at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they, they, I don't, I know kids who get beat. Yeah. At they, home. I was going to say you're getting a lot of domestic abuse. And so these kids, these kids right now are like, I'll take COVID four times over. Just get me the hell out of this house. Right. You know, they want, <laughs> it, there's so many kids on free and reduced lunch and uh, that's not happening right now.
0: And also, like, I, I, was, I was playing devil advocate, advocate with a buddy. It's like face value, you open it up, you admit that you're willing to let lives get lost, Yep. you know, which is a absolute public scrutiny. Yep. But also, you know, I'll just use that one as a, as a focused example. You keep it closed. Think about these parents who can't afford to give their kids lunches at school. And now their kids are home twenty four seven, and it's affecting their jobs, yep. babysitters, daycare. Mm-hmm. They're getting furloughed, unemployment. You know what I mean. So then, when we do open back up, think about this economical crisis. Yeah,
1: it's, it's the mental health far from the end. But the mental health thing, the is suicide, the thing the, we don't ever want to talk about. You know, in this country, and deal with it drives me insane. But uh, it's wrong it's not going to get better. That's getting a lot worse real quick. And that's not something normal. Sometimes you can quantify and put in a, in, a, in a numbers, but it's a big deal. And it's not helping. It's, it's okay.
0: almost impossible. Like even just myself, I like, to, you know, I definitely, you know, everyone has some traits of, of, of mental weakness and some mental illness, but like, right. you know, you're buried in this hamster wheel of our society, yeah. nine to five working yep. kid, this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden a, a drastic call and you're cooped up. Hmm. I have no release, no social interaction. Like whether it's healthy or not, like some people's releases hit the bar on Sunday and fucking drink 10 beers yeah. and talk to this random trucker that they met and talk shit for that's 4 hours and come yeah. home. And that's huge for people. Seeing each other's families traveling. Yep. Some people truly travel all over the world, you know, We're like, social
1: creatures. We're not, uh, we are, we're we're not meant animals. to be sitting in uh homes. It, I mean, it's going to have it's an effect. That's that's yeah. that's just the reality. I feel bad for these kids. Yeah, I feel bad I for these too. kids. I think we're going to get back to it um, sports-wise. I think yeah. I really do in a couple weeks here. I think they're going to open it up and let us play. I That's so. not even my thing. I think we might go through the whole summer, have a whole practice schedule. But I don't know if those kids are going back to school. And if the kids don't go back to school, it, there's not going to be a season. So oh, we man. might practice for months and not With do no a season. damn thing.
0: So. Yeah, because, I mean, but, uh I know here— I know in Reno, the schools are extremely impacted. Correct?
1: Oh yeah, it's a big deal, and they're <laughs> they're coming out with all these. Well, this is how we're going to bring kids back to school. You know, you got these distancing measures and how they're going to do like buses and stuff. And I'm like, who are you lying to? Yeah. These every one of these schools in this district is overpopulated, mm. and I'm some of them are bad. Like really? Spanish Springs is. Jam. I've heard of that. that before. And only not only that, like some of these kids are sitting three to a seat on the bus to get to school. Jesus. So so you're gonna provide us another twenty five buses. Yeah, you got and that. And you're gonna rebuild the school. And, like it's where's that funding coming realistic. from? Because you
0: just shut down. You just shut down. Yeah. Like a bus hasn't moved for three
1: months. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's just it's just so like it's just to appease people, I think, when they put that out. But that's not real that's it's not even realistic. Right. It's just not. So at some point, Got to weigh the cost and yeah, the benefits. Got to be weighed. And what's your
0: what's the risk and reward? It is. I also I also it's it's you know as we're as we're talking about this and and you know bringing some cr- scrutiny to it. I tip my hat to the people who are trying to make these decisions. Yeah. Holy fuck. Like, <laughs> There's no I,
1: president. You're just kind of winging it. Yeah. Like, if uh, I caught, if
0: I caught, this is just my personal opinion. I don't really speak about my political opinions much, but if I caught Trump in a dark alley, I'd whoop that motherfucker's <laughs> ass, right? You mouse off too much. He's done some good. He's done a lot of bad. <laughs> but, you know, people who are attacking him, like, he doesn't want thousands of people to die, and he's trying you know. to keep alive one of the biggest and thriving economies that just came to a dead halt yep. and you have millions of experts and opinions and stats that are skewed and like pressure and timelines and it's like i would fucking i i personally am at a point now where whoever makes these decisions i hope that you're able to make the best decisions and i give you the utmost gratitude for even trying to pull the trigger yeah cuz i couldn't do it no you know, yeah, like... It's a no-win situation. No-win. I don't
1: know why anybody would want to even be present. Oh, honestly. my You're like You can't win. I don't care how good you are, yeah. what you do. You're a piece of crap.
0: They're like, well, we should have moved <laughs> faster. And, like, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but it's like, hey, can you do me a favor and shut down, like, a $15 trillion economy a day in... Can you do that for <laughs> me in 12 hours? <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Can you get Carol on it? Get Carol on it, the uh, assistant. She'll take care of it.
1: People don't understand sheer sure numbers sometimes. I think that's a big big part of this money makes
0: the world go around man you stop yeah. that wheel shit gets messy
1: <laughs> it's money and the size the size of how many people live in this country and countries like china and india this is insane yeah so like, you get these sometimes with these numbers i'm like only fifty thousand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah only uh, i did a COVID it sounds po- terrible it sounds actually horrible but we're talking about that's like Point zero, 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 yeah. zero, zero, 0.000000, you know, person, you know nothing. Yeah.
0: It's nothing. I was doing a COVID podcast. So I was doing like a timeline with stats. It was like March 19th. This thing's like whiplashing, just fucking the world up, right? Yeah. And March 19th, China comes out with zero cases. And we're all so like,
1: you're like, mm,
0: like rooster head. Quit lying. <laughs> you got zero? You guys got that shit under control? Yeah. Our whole economy just stopped. Yeah. Crazy, man. Well, hopefully, you know. You know, hopefully the powers of whoever it is that, you know, you believe is uh, anyone who whoever whoever it is that you pray to continue to pray to and and hope and pray that this thing, you know, would come out on the other end without this mass destruction. I mean, I think it was I think I saw on the news like 56 cities went on mandatory uh, uh, curfew last night
1: night. (laughs) just last night. Yeah, that's wild.
0: But hey, man, uh, holy shit, bro. We're an hour and a half. Didn't even didn't even think <laughs> about easy. it, dude. I knew this was gonna happen though. Yeah, I knew it.
1: you gotta have have the structure, like you said. That we we yeah, because we, we would have gone we would have gone, gone yeah.
0: Thank God I got the time on here. <laughs> yeah. But hey, man, um, once again, thank you so much, Josh, for coming <laughs> yeah, in here been. and uh, giving us your viewpoint, dude. Uh, you know, obviously the youth is a big factor, you know, and sure. with a growing city like this and and how big sports is and in, in mm-hmm. our in our society yep. you know what i mean getting a getting a take on someone who's on the front lines um is important man so i appreciate you coming out it's good to see you got Thanks. a lot of love for you and i'm hoping that we work uh together here pretty soon
1: yeah for sure and then You're I'm great. gonna make sure
0: to send this over to your little brother because uh, <laughs> I don't think we talked enough shit about him. I think we talked him up a little bit too uh, we, much.
1: He's gonna be like, "Yeah, see, I am great. Yeah, I fucking the best, yeah, go man. Go home and knock him down a few pigs." <laughs>
0: well, signing off. Another episode of Quarter Life Crisis podcast. Poppy, my man, Josh. Thank you so
1: much. Thanks, Talk to man. you guys again. Appreciate it. It's good to be here.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Catch us next week. With me, Podcast Poppy, on a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis.